Dear Lord, we thank you so much. You are not only risen, you also lives in us. This is indeed the hope of our glory. So we pray this morning, do speak to our hearts, Lord. Touch us with your own words. We will be changed because of your word. We pray that as soon as we see your face, we will no longer go back the same way. So Lord, we really pray that you will touch your heart this morning. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let us turn to Matthew 12. Matthew 12. Then some of the scribes and the Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given. To it, except the sign of Prophet Jonah. So will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Now these are the verses for the moment. Last Sunday I was privileged to listen to the testimony given by young brothers and sisters. Now I my heart really went went out to them. Because somehow it bring uh, some memory to myself. Sometimes we thought that today it is an evil generation. To live in such a generation is even very tough for the young people. But actually, this generation never got better. Now, even we live in a different uh, time. But we all agree that today we really live in an evil generation. Now, it is not easy for young people to cope with such a generation. They are really facing many, many temptations. They live among uh, people. Who are very different from them. According to the Bible, it almost like uh, almost like uh, rose in among the thorns. 
Look at their language. Listen just to their language. Now you know that we belong to two different worlds. The language they use just represents what kind of life they live. Otherwise speaking, everyone speaks a very accurate language. Every one of us will say today we do have the political correctness. But by their language, you know very well what kind of principle behind their life which really govern their life. Sometimes we try to correct them. But be careful, brothers. We have to know the different principles govern the two different worlds. So for how to help young people to cope with the sexual world. Now we not only have to tell them something negative. We will talk about the negative part of this world. But most important thing, we have to tell people today why we have a hope of glory. Why? There is a reason behind it. Just look at the language. Now, sometimes you hear people cursing. Do you know why they curse? Because they are empty inside. They are, they are, they are bitter inside. So when they speak their language, they have to curse. They have to use very rough words to express themselves. They will say, let other people just speak of anything about the spirit, about the political correctness. Now we want to be real. We just use a very real language. So brothers and sisters, do you see that? There is a reason govern their life. Sometimes we neglect it. Sometimes we forget our duty and our mission. Now the reason the Lord called us to be among them. Is not to be converted. It's not to conform into the image of this world. But just in the contrary. The Lord calls us to win them for the sake of Christ. Now, brothers and sisters, when you are facing such a world, you surrender? You say we cannot do anything about it? Now, you think that by creating more laws, definitely will bring some hope to us? Now, I saw a very interesting uh, picture. Because that's something related to what happened recently in Mississippi. So, now the sign is the entering into Mississippi. But turn your clock back 200 years. Think about it. Compared to the law of the land, 
And then you discover another law. Now people just can just can understand it. But no matter what, brothers, we have to go on positively. We cannot always live in a negative side. Do you see that? Why people curse today? Because there is no hope. Because they are governed by some kind of law. They are unable to get out of it. So when our Lord described this generation, He not only talked about an evil generation, He also talked about adulterous generation. Now how do know that it is adultery generation? Because many people are governed by their by their physical needs. Now when they curse, they simply tell you that they are governed by that law. This is their world. Now they cannot give you more better language. Do you see that? So remember, when the Lord said an evil and adulterous generation, this is the bad description of this world. Are you one of them? Or you already came out of Wu of and you actually crossed the Great River, which means that you are true Hebrew. So, brothers and sisters, remember where you live. In this world, where you discover you are just like uh, roses, uh, like a lily among the thorns. Definitely, it is the thorn hurt the lily. Not the other way around. So when you are getting hurt, when you are surrounded with the people who curse all the time, remember brothers, you have to keep your lily white. Because now that's the reason why God put you among the thorns. So ask the Lord to deliver us. From everything negative. We are not satisfied with what happened today. We think we have to send more people to Congress. We think we need more law. But listen. Carefully to the word of God. The world lies under the evil one. So if you really see that, we have to rise up. We don't we should not forget our mission. So this is very important. Now as you know, there was a great revival in Welsh. And uh, the revival was such. It's almost all the theaters closed. And even the, uh, the, the court has no business. 
it was indeed a great revival. But you know, among this people, among the people who has been revived, there were many miners. Now, you remember all those miners, they worked probably eight hours per day in the darkness. So they are full of bitterness. The whole day he, they were under the ground. But their salary is still very limited. But anyway, they, they, they had to cope with their world. They had to live that kind of life. So you can imagine, when they curse, it's very natural. Because that's the way to lessen their bitterness. This will lessen their pain. This will lessen their dissatisfaction. So, brothers and sisters, it is norm in their life for them to curse. Now, because they curse, so the donkey know that language. Normally, the donkey refuses to move. Refuse to move. But then the master curse. Now even the donkey learned the language. So then when the master cursed, then the donkey moved. But remember, after the great revival in Wales, you know something happened. Because when the master again asked the donkey to move, the donkey could not understand the language. Do you see that? Formerly, the, the master curved, they, they move. Now, when master say, please, they couldn't understand that language. Do you see that great revival? So, we ask the Lord, brothers and sisters, now if the Lord plant you in the campus, you are there not for, there must be for a purpose. Think about it. Is it possible? The Lord bring a great revival through you. Oh, some of you, some of you probably say, okay, what can I do? I'm only Christian. Now we are just make we are just uh, the lily among the thorns. Now the same story when I was young. I remember I was in uh, uh, I was in a uh, uh, high school. Which was very famous in uh, Taiwan. And across our campus which uh, that, that day is a botanic garden. Now one day, I was saved. And I was looking for someone who also should be saved. And finally, I got one. And uh, uh, so we agreed. Now in order to win people to Christ, let us agree Every day, let's go to the botanical. Let's pray 
for the revival, for the work, gospel work of these high schools. So in the beginning, there was only myself and that brother. Every day, we did it constantly. No matter it's a good time, no matter it's a sunny time or sunny hour, sunny day or not. No matter what we pray. We pray for the high school. We pray that one day the Lord will bring many people saved in that high school. I remember when we pray, that's only the first year of a high school. When we will graduate, it's about more than 80, 80 students who really got saved. Who said that? Now we cannot do anything. So, brothers and sisters, the problem is this. Do you know that the reason you are in your university, the reason you are in that campus, even the Lord planted you in a high school, you know, brothers and sisters, these are the evil and adulterous generation. And if you are being saved, if you are the Hebrew who crossed the great river, if you already said goodbye to this world, now brothers, remember, even you are the lily among the thorns, something will happen. You cannot do anything, but through your prayer, you are going to move the hand that will move the whole world. So, my brother and sister, who can change the world? Who can make the world upside down? Who can bring 80 students before our graduation? So, brother today we live in the same world. In order to be converted, now we have to conquer the world for the sake of Christ. So, is it possible? Or this is just a fantasy? Or this is just a wishful thing? So, this morning, we would like to touch one passage. And we will ask how our Lord look at this world. Is there any remedy for this world? Is there any hope or solution for this world? But brothers, if you live among the thoughts, if you are listening their cursing, now there is a reason for you to pray for them. Why? They are bitter. They are without hope. Because there is no God in their heart. They are only governed by their physical needs. They cannot say no to alcohol. They cannot say no to sex. They cannot say no to sex. 
according to the same principle. If you live the same principle, of course there is no power at all. However, if the Lord plant you in the campus, it just cannot be it just cannot be it just cannot be for no purpose. So thank the Lord. Let us remember, especially for the young people. You not only dare to be Daniel in the campus. Don't forget, we are not Jews. We are not just Daniel. Today we are Christians. Something much more than Daniel. In us. So let's listen carefully to what the Lord says. Now, the, the, the passage we have just read is in red. It's red ink. So that means it must be the direct word of our Lord. Do you see? And now listen to the Lord the Lord's comment about this generation. An evil and adulterous generation seek after sign. And no sign will be given to it except the sign of prophet. Now what is sign? It is a miracle. how do you define a miracle? Now in the Old Testament, it has been defined as a finger of God. But remember, this is evil and adulterous. God has twisted his finger. If God moves his finger, everything will be changed. Now the problem is this. Do we have that finger? We do not have. But thank the Lord. Today, this world, this generation needs a miracle. Only the miracle will change the whole thing. So now remember, brothers, according to the Bible, when you talk about any miracle, it always refers to the finger 
of God. So you have to pray. Ask the Lord to twist his finger in your campus. Remember, brother, there's a reason why God put you there. If you do not preach the gospel to them, who knows, gradually you may be influenced by them. So let us remember, now this world, this generation, your campus, need a miracle. Need a twisting of God's finger. When God moves his finger, everything should be fine. However, the Lord said there is only one miracle. No other miracle. Only one. The miracle of Prophet Jonah. Now let me ask you, what is the miracle of Prophet Jonah? So the Lord continued to explain. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the valley of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Brother and sister, the Lord explained very well what is the sign, what is the miracle of Prophet Jonah. If you turn to the book of Jonah, and you find that indeed Jonah was in the valley of the great fish for three days and three nights. Now we have to be careful with the translation Now in King James translation, it translates as a wheel. So in the belly of a whale. So for many years, people thought that is impossible. Because normal whale, they have a throat like uh, as big as a baseball. So And all the whale is full of teeth. So you can imagine before the Jonah being swallowed by whale, already torn into pieces by his teeth. So think about brother, is it possible for a small throat like the size of baseball? Could Jonah be swallowed? So you see, brothers and sisters, now that's the problem of translation. Now in Greek, it is simply means sea monster. It simply means a So it is good to translate as a great fish. Now, because of that, so in the now you have to go to the God, you have to go to the universe, what God has created. So, remember, in the Bible, when God creates fish, now God could push 
fish in Pacific Ocean, in Mediterranean Ocean, many other oceans. Now, Jonah being swallowed just in the Mediterranean Ocean. So, when God created this universe. When God created the fish and put it in the Mediterranean Ocean. Now we'll ask one question. Do you think the whale we know today is the only kind of fish in that ocean? The answer is no. Even you find another whale. They are different kind of whales. One kind of whale, the throat only as big as the as as the, the baseball. It is very true. But you do also find another kind of whale. No teeth whatsoever. And it was able to swallow a whole horse. So we discovered that according to the record, now we did find a Mediterranean Sea. You find a big fish. You can classify it as a whale. However, you find that whole, uh, whole, uh, uh, whole horse just uh, in a whole piece. So if this is true with a horse, it's no problem with Jonah. So you see, brothers and sisters, today, because we live, we we are so limited. Because our knowledge is limited. So we think that God must have done something wrong. So when you study the book of Jonah, so the fish is more famous than Jonah. But don't forget, that book, it tells you the only miracle today. This miracle, God will twist his finger and make the whole world upside down. And in this way, God will, will give the hope to this evil and adulterous generation. So one thing be sure. What is the miracle of Jonah? It's very clear. If you read the Bible, you know that Jonah was in the valley of great fish. For three days and three nights. Remember, brother. If you study all prophetic book in the Old Testament, no doubt Elijah is the representative of all prophets. So that's why in Mount of Transfiguration, you have you have Moses represent the law. You have Elijah represent the prophet. However, both Elijah and Elisha. They are oral prophets. When they gave the prophecy, it is oral. They never wrote it down. But then later, when you come to 
Amos and also Hosea. And you find that this book are being written. So when you read the whole Bible, you can classify the prophets into two classes. The oral one and the written one. Now when you talk about when you study the oral prophecy, you discover that something to do with the will of God in relation to either the kingdom of Judah or kingdom of Israel. Even some predictions about the future, their future is talk about always the future of kingdom of Judah or kingdom of Israel. Now that's oral prophet. Now when you come to the coming to the written one. Yes, you find that somehow when God used these prophets to speak the prophetic words, they are dealing with the future or even the present situation of the kingdom of Judah and kingdom of Israel. But they also talk about the hope. Uh, the hope of their nation. On the one hand, you see the testimony of God is in decline, in declination. But then, what is the solution? What is the hope to the nation? So, in the written prophet, Aside from the will of God in relation to the kingdom of Judah or kingdom of Israel. And then you also discover the future. They talk about tomorrow. Now, who will give the tomorrow to the nation of Israel? The anointed one. The Messiah, the Savior of the mankind. One day, the Savior of mankind will come to this earth. So when that happens, now there is a solution. Now there is hope to the to the to the whole nation. So brothers, now when you come to the written word. Written prophetic words. always give you the hope. Always tell you that Messiah is coming. So that's the difference between the oral ones and the written ones. But who is Jonah? Why the miracle of Jonah is the miracle? If you read Second Kings, now you know that Jonah has given an oral prophecy. He predict one day Jeroboam. I mean, the king, the Jeroboam, will recover the land from uh, from. Uh, 
from the entrance of Hamas all the way to to the Sea of Arabah. So, uh, in another words, Jeroboam will recover the land which belonged to uh, Solomon when the kingdom is prime. So remember, Jonah was oral prophet. His oral prophecy was given in Second Kings. However, he is also the written one. So that's why you have the book of Jonah. Do you see that? Now in that book of Jonah, remember, the, it, uh, 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 you do find a prophecy there. But there's unfortunately, as said, there's only one prophecy. After 40 days, the Nineveh will be in ruin. This was the only prophecy Jonah. How do you know a prophet in autumn is genuine or not? If a prophet whose prophecy was fulfilled, you know he is genuine. How do you know false prophets? Very simple. You just test. If his prophecy never been fulfilled, to see the brothers, very interesting. You have oral prophet. You have oral prophetic words. Given in second. Now you also have the written book, which is supposed to contain many prophecies. And these prophecies ought to be fulfilled. Now it's being fulfilled. It proved that the prophet must be a genuine one. But to our surprise, this was the only prophecy in the Bible. And the prophecy was not fulfilled. Finally, God repented. Finally, God changed his mind. And then, brothers and sisters, think about it. And why Jonah was angry? Think about it. He obeyed the word of God. He only used five words. Now, in original, only five words. He to walk through the whole city of Nineveh for one day. So Turn upside down. He ought to be very happy. Think about what kind of what kind of uh, what kind of revival is that? So you heard the But brother says the Bible says he was angry. He was not happy. And to the point. 
所以当约拿的这个呃神迹发生之后，当审判的时候，尼尼微人要起来。Indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. You see Jonah. But there is another one who is greater than Jonah. Now, if you look at the miracle of Prophet Jonah, now that means that Jonah will be in the valley of the great fish for three days and three nights. 
But don't forget, Jonah is only a type. What is type? Type is a prophecy. But a prophecy not in words, but in pictures. So you see, brothers and sisters, when you study the book of Jonah, according to the interpretation of our Lord, it is not only the story of Jonah being in the valley of fish for, uh, in the valley of fish for three days and three nights. Because it is a wonderful prophecy to tell us now the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And you know, this is a story of resurrection. After three days, our Lord was risen. Somehow the death cannot hold the our Lord. So that day is the day of death of death. Death never dies. But that day, death dies. Why? Brother Sisters, it is wonderful good news. And our Lord even was in the heart of earth for three days and three nights. Behold. He was raised. This whole earth, this whole earth, the heaven, the sky is just like a top of a coffin. So and the earth is just like the ground, uh, the bottom of the great coffin. So no one has go out of this coffin. And our law was the first fruit. There was a true story. You know, there was a great battle between uh, Napoleon and Wellington. Now, Wellington belonged to the British Army. Wellington, Napoleon represented the French Army. So they have a decisive battle. So that happened on the Lord's Day. And because in London it was such a foggy capital. So you find some fog there. But anyway, they send a message in the sky. So the message was like this. Wellington defeated. Do you understand? That's the message. So all the Londoners, they just went to the church. You can imagine with such a heavy heart. So after the service, after the meeting, they came out from the church. Now remember, it becomes shining again. So the fog began to disperse. Then Londoner they discover another word. Now Wellington defeated. 
after the fall being dispersed, you have another word, Napoleon. So Wellington defeated Napoleon. So brothers and sisters, if our Lord only died for us on the cross, Wellington defeated. But thank the Lord, after three days and three nights, thank the Lord, and our Lord came out from the tomb. So this is a wonderful, wonderful miracle. God knows that that's almost impossible for people to believe the, this miracle. So think about it. And Jonah is the first one who was half oral, half written. So when you come to the written one, here tells us the Savior of the mankind. Not only died for us on the cross, behold, he was also risen. And the Lord, this is a miracle to this generation. Brothers and sisters, now, if you read the book of Acts, how the, the apostles, they preached the gospel. Why they were the apostles? Because they were witnesses. Now, brothers, what they, are they witnesses for? Because they have been with our Lord for three years and a half. They know their master well. Now they are the witness. He has died for us on the cross. And John was the last one who was standing under the cross. So John actually was a true witness of the crucifixion of our Lord. All these apostles, they are witnesses. Our Lord has risen. That's really changed their life. Before that, when they heard the message, Wellington defeated. You can imagine how how they all how they hope all shattered. Think about it. And Peter even tried to go back to his own profession. But finally, why they stand up? Because they are the witness of the resurrection of all. And you remember how Peter even tried to deny his Lord, his Master, by oath, and even curse. Can you believe that? And that's the Peter. How he fell not among the the kings and uh, uh, princesses. Just, just before the maiden. And you see how he fell terribly. 
but thank the Lord. Finally, after he became the witness for Christ, for his resurrection, and the finger of God touched the life of Peter, made him so brave before he was martyred. They want to crucify him. He said, no, I'm not worthy to be crucified like my Please make my cross upside down. Now, according to tradition, that's how Peter died for his master. Not only that, even the whole Roman Empire conquered the world. After 300 years of persecution, the Church of God conquered the Roman Empire. After uh, then, they discovered every true Roman citizen, there was one Christian. And during persecution, the mayor of Rome even sent the letter to the emperor. Don't kill Christian animals. If you kill one, you have another three become Christian. And can you believe this? Underground of Roman city of Rome. Almost become empty. Because why? We will find now in the early time here and there you find many Christian gathering here and there. So brothers and sisters, thank the Lord. It is the Roman Empire who conquered the world. It is the gospel who conquered the Roman Empire. During the Roman Empire, homosexual is nothing. It was Nero who invented the marriage for the gay. So, brothers and sisters, it is nothing. Because this is the law of the land. You don't feel any surprise. But thank the Lord. When gospel conquered everywhere, it changed the whole world. So you see, brothers and sisters, we have to know history. We have to know that miracle of his prophet Jonah. So, for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the valley of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So, brothers and sisters, this is prophecy. Prophecy is picture. 
so Jonah is a type of Christ. Because here is someone who is greater than Jonah. You see Jonah, you see the one greater than Jonah. You see Jonah in the valley of fish for three days. And you know after three days our Lord has been risen. This is wonderful gospel. My brother says, You believe it. Because just in your mind, if that's the only case, no wonder you become powerless when you are in your campus. But if you really see it, if you really know that this is the only miracle. Happened in this generation. First, when God twists his finger, I was saved. Now God twists his finger. He put me in the campus. On the third, and then discover. He twists his finger again. No, no, I was saved. In that campus, in this evil and adulterous generation, supposed to be hopeless. But now, much hope. So, brother don't forget, this is your mission. Now, if you don't see that, you only talk about something negative. Now, brother, you become complaining. You become bitter. You just like any other people live in the political world in this country. Some people are angry. They are very angry. And we were told that a group of people they were angry. Now even some people said Christians are angry. Now brothers, Christians cannot just be angry. Now there is a reason for Christians to be angry. There is some reason for it. But brother says, more than being angry, remember, remember our hope. Remember our mission. If you really see it, now brothers, everything will become different. So this is a very important gospel. First, we ought to be preached. We ought to receive that gospel. You cannot receive the gospel in your internet. Do you see that? Remember, why the Lord had to be risen? Very simple. According to our God, said to Adam, on the day you eat this fruit, you shall die. Now, brothers, remember, on that day, Adam still very alive. He only died after nine, more than 900 years. So, is, do you think the word of God was accurate? Yes. Now, we know his body died until 900 years later. Now, after Eve 
eaten at Eve ate the fruit, uh, forbidden fruit. So his mind became very active. His soul became very, very active. So his body and his soul, remember, still live very, very long. But on that day, his spirit died. Somehow, that organ is supposed to have in contact with God. What's broken? So this is tragedy of mankind. Our spirit died at that moment. So remember, the problem with Adam are twofold. When we preach gospel, we only talk about one aspect. We neglect some other aspect. Now, of course, on the day when Adam ate that fruit, he became a sinner. Sin entered into the world. So when the Lord came to the earth, he died for us on the cross. He had to solve the problem of a sinner. How are you going to deal with a sinner? So the cross is a solution. So thank the Lord. Because Christ died for us on the cross. We will no longer die. That's very, very good news. However, our problem is twofold. We are not only sinner. We are also a dead person. Do you see that? Now, if a sinner needs to be to be to be saved. So a dead person also needs to be saved. So in a person's salvation, it will cover both. So when he died for us at the cross, he solved our problem of sin. So that's a sinner. So that's only one side. But then how can we how our problem being a dead person being solved. Now from our experiment, we know that we know that we are sinner. We are also a dead person. How do you know a sinner? Something we are not supposed to do. Finally we do it. That's actually what Paul told us. So that means we are under the law of sin. Do you see that? Not because something we are not supposed to do. We know that that's violating God's law. In a family, any sex outside of the family, outside husband and wife, you know that's abnormal. And you know you are not supposed to do it. Now today people have to do it. There is no other way. Now you can use different words to describe it. Some people said because there are so many broken families. That's why we have to look for another way. Brothers and sisters, anything outside of God's will with a family 
It's a sin. My brother says, Now, why today people had to do it? Some people said, Now, because of, uh, because of discovery by science. Discovery by science. Some people really have that tendency. But brothers, I don't need a report from science. I only do the experiment with my grandsons and granddaughters. I can prove to you they were born sinners. When they are from their mother womb, they already sing against God. They have a tendency of sinning. So, you know, when my granddaughter was very young, I always ask him, now what happened today? Now how many tigers in you? He said, I have five tigers in you. I use use my method, try to let another five tigers come out. So, brothers, everybody has a tendency of having to become a sinner. That doesn't mean that it is justified. Do you see that, brothers? According to the word of God, we hate sin, but we love the sinner. So, there is no problem with discrimination. So as Christian is concerned, as a mother, suppose you find some bugs in the in the hairs of your daughter. You hate those bugs. But you love your daughter. You should not say because I love my daughter, I love the bugs. No, you cannot say because I hate the bugs or even hate my daughter. So my brothers, for that reason, it is very clear. Now we have tendency. It can be proven by the scientific difference. Remember, what is science? Science is when you really go through the behavior. So we already know it very well. But that doesn't mean that it ought to be justified. But don't forget, we are sinners, that's why we sin. Not because we sin so many sins, that's why we are sinners. For that reason, we need the cross. So we have to preach the word of the cross. Because Something we are not supposed to do, finally we do it. Think about average family. In in if you go to any college, now you visit all the college students. You ask them how many of their family are broken. They send their kids to the best universities. They're all intellectuals. They know what to do. They know what's when they do something, the whole family will be broken. Now, why there are so many tragedies? They know, but they do not. They do not have ability to do it. So you see, brothers, so they are sinners. But don't forget, 
Everybody knows that. According to God's will. Now, a family. Today, the family supposed to be the reflection of heaven. Somehow you feel that. No matter how busy you the whole day. When you come home, as if if you come back to heaven. So that's original design of God's family. Do you see that? Every family ought to be a wonderful and a happy family. But brothers, why? Why we can reach that goal? Something we know is good. Something we know it represents God's will. Now, if this is true, we should do it. We have the will to do it. But we don't have energy. We find we are in energy crisis. Do you see that, brother, sister? Today, why we have such a problem today? Why today we have a normal situation today? The answer is very clear. We not only sinners, we are also dead persons. Now, brothers and sisters, to be a sinner, we need the work of the cross. Two thousand years ago, but in order for us to be delivered from a dead person, our Lord was risen for you and for me after three days. So you see, brothers and sisters, one thing is wonderful. Because Christ had died for us on the cross, we no longer die anymore. Because Christ. Has been risen. And he lives in me. And in no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. Wonderful good news. You don't have to live anymore. We don't have to die anymore. We don't have to live anymore. That's the wonderful salvation. That's the miracle of Jonah. A uh, prophet Jonah. So, my brothers and sisters, for that reason, our Lord has to die for you and for me. Because I live in you and in me. So you can have a victorious life. So you can overcome sin. So you can live a family life according to God's will. So brothers, remember, sometimes we think it's a doctrinal problem. Or in the intellectual exercise. We have to convince people that's what the Bible said, this and that. Before you do that, what kind of family life you live? Do you see? Because the way we live, sometimes the daughter went out and said, I will stay single. Because when I look at my mother, it was so painful. So from now on, if possible, I will remain single. Brothers, what is the problem? 
theoretically, you are right. Theoretically speaking, you know your Bible. Do you live according to that life? So, brothers, because the failure of many Christian broken families, that's why we have so called the law of the land today. So, brothers and sisters, sometimes we complain. Oh, because something wrong with the, 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 the court. But if you really read carefully, if you really think carefully, out of 50 states, 36 states, they are sympathized with that law. They are sympathized with the gay marriage. Now let me ask you, where are young people? Where are the church? If the gospel really being wonderfully preached, if we really live a normal Christian family life, why the world react like this? How come today so many young people sympathize with that life? Of course, they have nothing to do with that life. But they sympathize. Why they sympathize? They quote example from their own family. So, brother, sisters, now this is time for us to repent. Now, if we study the Revelation, the seven churches in Asia Minor, the law asked them to repent. Five out of seven. So, brothers and sisters, stop and be angry. Stop being uh, not balanced. Let we let's go to the Lord. Let's be repentant. We say today it is our failure. So, brothers and sisters, do we really preach the gospel? What kind of gospel are you preaching? You only talk about Jesus love the sinners. Don't forget. Now, after we have eaten the forbidden fruit, we will not only sin against God, we are also dead in sin. We not only sinful person, we also have a dead person. We need the work work of the cross to deliver us from a sinner. Thank the Lord. His resurrection will deliver us from a dead so this is the full gospel so may the Lord really speak to our hearts and uh, we need to come back to the Lord only the word of God can correct us only the word of God can bring us to himself. I thank the Lord for the young people. They dare to become Daniel in their campus. But let us pray. Let us pray that they will bring the harvest to the to, to the Lord. I still remember when I was very young. Now we know that it's not possible to preach the gospel in high school. But we Use our method. We try to use uh, at that time. At, at that time, 
in Taiwan, uh, actually they they don't have taxi. They have a three-wheel bicycle. So we hire many three hire try to bring up our schoolmates to come to the meeting place. Can you believe that? The whole church building is probably one thousand people. So may the Lord be merciful to us. It is possible. With you, with me, no possibility. But when God twists his finger, can you believe? The Lord can do something. Of course, we didn't finish the word today. We will continue if the Lord willing. But anyway, we look, we ask the Lord to impress His word today. Let us receive the word from, from Him. So let's have a seasonal prayer. So please, just being touched by the Holy Spirit and leading us one by one to pray.